Welcome to the Top Order Podcast. If you tuned in on the feed two or three days ago, you will have seen This Week in Cricket and our IPL Preview Part 1, where we went through teams one to four. This week, we're going to be covering teams five through eight in our IPL Preview. Are we going to get to the winners or did we do it last week? All coming up after the swish. IPL Preview number two. So welcome to part two of our IPL preview. We're going to come to, in terms of value, brand value, the Mumbai Indians absolutely smashing it. Estimated to be around 115 million US dollars, the highest of the IPL franchises. Mahila Jayawardena as coach, who we've talked about a lot on the podcast, um, very, very well respected in the IPL circles. Um Owners involved. We've seen the documentary as Very well. Very involved. So, Baldy, why have you picked these guys as your uh, as one of your picks? Championship pedigree, pure and simple. So they've won 13, 15, 17, 19. Not only do they have championship pedigree, but they can win tight games and win games when it matters. They started slowly last year. And so then, they're not going to win this year then because it's well, an even number year. Well, I've consulted, That's a terrible pick. I've, no, I've consulted the Gregorians and there is an opportunity for... Consulted the who? The Gregorians. They okay. make the calendar. Yeah. They're the one who invented the calendar. Uh, but rule, Which rule, calendar? There's the, a few different the, calendars. The Gregorian calendar. <laughs> it's the one that, 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 that it's named after. Look, C- can you name another calendar? The lunar calendar. Let's move on. Yeah, from or the Chinese calendar. Uh, they have <laughs> not relevant yeah, here. Okay. The China, yeah. Not, not, not poor, in this case. Poor thing to challenge Baldy on calendar knowledge. Okay. We'll be here all night. Look, look. Rules <laughs> are meant to be broken, and and in this case, the bizarre trend of Mumbai winning in odd numbered years is just—it's not going to happen. They're going to be at the pointy end of this tournament this year because they're just stacked and they've got championship pedigree and they're a well-drilled fielding side. I, um, I don't buy your reason. Your reason for the Mumbai Indians is Lasith Malinga. Who is not playing? Who's not playing? He's not playing, but he, he's on the coaching staff, is he? Unrelated to elephants? No, he's gone on, gone home for for personal reasons. Oh, has uh, he? Okay. Yeah, he has. Yeah, so but he won't be. At he, the might, he might come back at the end. Oh, that, that's possibly. that's possible. I haven't heard anything to, to he's suggest been that he by will. James Pattinson, so oh, that okay. would make it tough. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know what what the rules are there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, they, but they've got plenty of bowling. They've got a guy called Jasper. I think he's okay. Um, they've got McLennigan and Trent Bolt, the, the New Zealand connection. Oh, you would imagine that at least one of them will play. Most games, if not every game. Look, the, the guys in that bowling lineup for me, that I went and looked at this side on paper and I thought, you know what they're missing? They're missing like a big name spinner. But if you actually drill into it and have a little bit of a look, Krunal Pandya and Rahul Chahar are two of the most economical spinners in the IPL. You have a look at the pointy end of the tournament last year. In the final, I think those guys combined for over eight overs went for less than 40 runs. I'm pretty sure that one of those guys bowled four overs for 14 in the semi-final and in the final. I'll have to go back and check my stats. Listeners, correct me if I'm wrong here. But those guys, although they're not huge names like Narine, Ashwin, whoever, they are the guys that bowl economically and in a tournament that might be governed by spin and being able to choke sides with bowling lots of spin overs. They're the guys who I think are going to make a tremendous impact. The other thing that you've got to look at here is Pollard, Pandya, Krunal, and Rahul, they're all guys who, I mean, maybe not Rahul so much, but those other three guys, you're going to get a lot of batting and a lot of bowling out of those guys. So there's heaps to like about this side. And we haven't even talked about Rohit yet, who for mine could be the best opening bat in the tournament. And he could be one guy that could go off on a nightly basis and get them off to a flying start. Quinton Tocock, not bad. There's lots to like about this side. Who are your overseas players in your starting 11? 
Well, I think De Kock is a lock. I mean, he played every game for them last year. Um, they are going to have to find some runs out of their number four spot, which last year was filled by Evan Lewis, who's not playing for them this year, and was also filled by Yuvraj Singh. And I think they're going to miss him quite a bit. They've got a number three in Surya Kumar Yadav, who played a lot last year and, and was an underrated guy. If you're looking for a low-value fantasy option for batting, I think he's one that you want to have a look at. But they are going to need to get some runs either, either out of Ishan Kishan if they go with a local player to give them more bowling. Um, so they could play McLennigan and Bolt together if they play uh, Ishan Kishan at number four. Or Chris Lynn, who's had a really quiet CPL tournament and I think he's in, he's in a little bit of a struggle. He was in the Australian side for a while, hasn't really set the world on fire in terms of in terms of batting. So they're going to have to get runs out of one of those two guys, I think, at number four. And Kishan keeps as well, does he? Mm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So Decock can keep and Kishan can keep as well. Do you think that they could play both of them, Kishan and Decock? Absolutely, yep. So they did in the back half of that tournament when they didn't have either Evan Lewis or... UV and Kishan uh, gave a good account of himself. So I think he's definitely an option at number four for them. What's strong for them is they've got just absolute elite local players, don't they, with Rohit, Pandya, Bumrah. Like, it doesn't get much better than that in this tournament for yep. the Indian players. Abs- absolutely. And even, like, even as we said, the guys who are less heralded have done a really, really good job for them, which is what you need from that local talent. Spinning options, Baldy, just the one leggy in the mix with uh, Rahul Chah. Rahul Chah is their only league spinner, but I think they're going to see a lot of finger spin. I think you're going to see a lot of Krunal Pandya. I think you're going to see a lot of Rahul Chah because they're both local players. They'll play in every game. There's not a lot of overseas talent in terms of in terms of spin. Um, I don't know a lot about the guys that are outside their main 11, so I'm not sure about their depth. But they do have guys like... Um, Nathan Coulter-Nile, who's played for Australia, obviously. Uh, they've got McLennigan and Bolt to call on in terms of left-arm seam if they want to play either one of those two or both in any game. So they've got lots of different options, lots of different ways they can tweak their side to the conditions. Those, those two are very different bowlers as well, isn't it? I think that's very that's going to be quite useful for them, You know yep. the, what those two bowlers offer mm-hmm. uh, in, in different conditions. Who's the key guy for them, you think, Baldy? Rohit. He's the trump card of all trump cards for mine. I think he could even be the best player in the tournament, and that's saying something. He is a fantastic cricketer. For mine, he's just about the best white ball batsman in the world, um, and he is the key to their to their batting lineup. Um, if conditions are favourable early, we could see massive scores in the first six overs from Rohit. So the one thing I find interesting about the the bowling department, I'm just looking through the list here and, and looking at how much they're getting paid. Do you reckon Nathan Coulter-Niles going to feature in this team? Probably not. He's on 1.1 million US. Yeah, he's he's getting paid a lot of money. And going into the World Cup last year, he was a real he was a guy they really looked at quite a lot. They were really pinning their hopes on him as being a bowling all rounder for Australia. Didn't quite deliver for them. I think he made one big score early on in the tournament, more matter eighty or something like that. But then, really didn't didn't feature that much. Um, so, Bully, it sounds like you're very confident. They're going to finish in the playoffs, are they? I think they'll be in the final. Yep, I absolutely think that the Mumbai Indians will will be in the final. You have a look at that side, top to bottom. They're t- chock full of talent. They did it last year. I think they can do it again this year. Well, it'd be remiss not to just give a nod to bowling coach Shane Bond and fielding coach James Pummant, both guests on the podcast. So Sunny, you know, recorded a little while ago, but they gave us some really good insight into the camp. Yep. Um, particularly if you're looking at the sort of preparation and and how they get those kind of players up. James Pammont talked, you know, a lot about what they do with that, that yeah, team. Yeah, very interesting. I, yep. I really yes. enjoyed so, hearing about that. 
Yeah, so definitely some uh, Mumbai Indians links back in the, in the podcast mm. feed with James and, and Bondi as well. And they'll be a really well-drilled side. You just know that they're going to be a top-fielding side. We've talked about it in part one. If it's a low-scoring, tight tournament, the difference between winning and losing could well come down to fielding and catching. And that side, that Mumbai side, is chock-full of good talent and they'll be well-drilled. They'll execute under pressure. But they've also got the pressure of their, you know, their owners as well, who are very yep. involved, very visible, yep. and obviously that you know their record is good as well. So, yep. a lot of expectations on these guys. Perhaps Pollard's last tournament, you'd think. Quite possibly. The other thing that I think will be impactful, we haven't really talked about it in our preview, is what role the crowds are going to play. So Mumbai play in front of a massive crowd, a really, really vocal crowd. Will them moving away from that massive support at home? be detrimental or have a, have an impact on their overall performance. We're, we're yet to see how that's going to play out, but they're one of the teams that might be impacted more so than perhaps some of the other sides by having a lack of crowds at the tournament. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they've got a team chart. They do. And in order to do it justice, I'm not going to perform it on this podcast. <laughs> I know you've tried to bait me into into doing it, but I won't. Uh, I won't be doing it. Well, look, we'll get it on camera and we'll stick it on the feed at some point and on the Facebook page. We'll get you drunk. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Before we before we move on, just a general comment around the the tournament in general. Like the to me, the Indian players we've talked about their importance and in, in the other squads we've mentioned. They're another side who hasn't played for a long time. Their mm-hmm. cricket so. Uh, you know, it's very hard to predict how all of those guys are going to go. And, and those t- teams that are really reliant on Indian players, yeah, it's, it's I don't know what to expect. And you, when you go through the list of, of players, those local players you're talking about, and you look at their last sort of fixtures that they've played, yeah. some of them haven't even played this year. Mm. So we're talking about nine months plus. Yeah, and the guy that I had as an X-factor for the Mumbai Indians is Hardik Pandya, who's been coming back from a back injury and hasn't played for a long, long time. He's been talking about, he's been training 10 months for this tournament, nonstop for 10 months. Is he going to be over-prepared? I mean, that's remains to be seen. It's an interesting point that you make about, about the lack of uh, match practice for these Indian players and the fact that they're playing away. You know, some, some players from the subcontinent travel really, really well. We saw India struggle in New Zealand in the Test Series. I think, it's, I think it's going to be a question that we'll see. Who stands up of those Indian players when they're playing away from home? And, and I guess how much can they ride those early games where they might struggle mm. to sort of become in form later on in the season. So I mean it is a long tournament, fourteen matches in that in that pool stage, that round robin stage. So there's plenty of time to catch up. But there is a massive advantage in fin- finishing one or two because you get two bites at the cherry come finals time. Yeah. Binksy, Rajasthan Royals? Yeah, so look, the Royals for me have, have actually always been the team I've barracked for. Um for probably the reason that Shane Warne was involved with them early doors. It's always and- warning. Um, and look, I, I've said a number of times, I think I fast forward an over of a seamer just to get to an over a Warney and, you know, he, he's got a magnetism that led me to the, to the Royals early on. I think what's made me pick him this time round is Steve Smith. Well, I can 100% say that that is not the case. Um, yeah, I, it, it isn't Steve Smith, but it is the three English players in Stokes, Archer and Butler, obviously coming off a lot of limited over success over the course of the last couple of years um stokes obviously in new zealand at the moment with his uh, his dad who's who's ill so um, not 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 sure when he will fly out to the tournament um, necessarily um but certainly you've got a couple of box office guys in in butler and archer i really like the look of jaswell um from a batting perspective so uh, young kid, 18 years old. It's always a shocker when you're seeing someone who's born in the 2000s that's a sports star now. It makes wow. you feel 
very very old but from a yeah from a local perspective and then i'm going to go a little bit weird actually with my bowling picks i really like varan aaron um sort of he he clocked Stuart Broad with one, which kind of destroyed Broadie's batting form probably five six years ago. But bowl some decent gases, and he's you know a very very skillful T Twenty bowler um, now. And then from a you know from, again from a bowling perspective, I really want to see O'Shane, O'Shane Thomas as well because he is rapido. Um, yeah, so you know I think some some depth there. The worry for me is they've got a couple of guys that are. Um, they're overseas sort of death bowlers in AJ Ty and Tom Curran. Um, Ty's just kind of disappeared a little bit. I know he's in this Australia squad at the moment in the series in England. Mm. Um, but every big bash game I've watched, he's just got pumped. I, I know his stats overall kind of look um, okay. But mm. every time I've seen him bowl, he, he goes bloody air mile. So it might just be my problem. Um, <laughs> and then and then look, Tom Curran... Um, yeah, again, I just, he reminds me, and I, I certainly English listeners will get that. We, we, we had a guy called Jade Dernbach, um, who again, uh, he just kind of had all these tricks and out the back of the ball, slow, uh, out the back of the hand, slower ball. And again, he just got pumped everywhere to the point that my little brother actually christened him Jade um, Dernbarkle, um, <laughs> just because every time he seemed to play, it was a debacle for the, for the England, uh, for the England side. Harsh. But, um, to be fair, I've not really talked the guys up too much there, given that they're one of my picks. But you know, you've got Smithy, obviously. Um, you've got, you know, Jaswell. You've got some experienced IPL batting in David Miller. And then you've got the likes of, you know, Stokes, Butler, Robin, Uthapa, um, you know, who are all very experienced um, Cam Painers as well. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the Royals for me. When I when I look at this, this squad, I think they're, they're very heavily, and you can see their international caps, mm. are, are all overseas players. Yep. So do you think that's going to be a bit of a weakness having, you know, I don't know what the talent is like there than local talent? Yeah, so look, I think that the the key thing here is, you know, it, there's going to be uh, Andrew McDonald, overseas coach as well, is going to have to really do a lot to get that side to gel together. That They've not necessarily got that same um, core um, of, you know, experienced Indian campaigners in there. So look, absolutely. Um, but... What I do know is, I think if you look at the if you look at the likes of a Josh Butler, you look at the likes of someone like um, Stokes, and um, they are fantastic role models around the team. You look at how much they train and, and the ethic that they put in. That some of those younger Indian players, I think, are going to learn from them. So the, the likes of Jaswell is going to really learn a, a lot of Stokes and Butler about how they, you know, go about building an, an innings. And the same with Steve Smith as well. You know, we, we give him a lot of grief, but. Um, you know, he is an absolute cricket nuffy and I think he will give, you know, his all to really help that side, um, that side gel as well. Um, and shown it even in this game, you know, came out and hit his first ball for four, didn't he, in this T20 game um, yesterday for, for Australia. He gets going pretty well. Mm. And, you know, you wouldn't necessarily say he's going to absolutely bang it out of the park, but he finds a way to get his strike rates up, doesn't he? Yeah, he does with great access to all parts of the ground, doesn't he? He doesn't do it necessarily with massive power, although we did see it uh, the other night for Australia. But, I mean, he's the captain, he's their talisman. It's his road to redemption, isn't it? Captain of the IPL 13 champions this year. And then, you know, just paves the way for him to take the armband back off painting. Do, on a, do on we, a serious note, yeah. Do, do we think, has there been any chat that Stokes might not play? Look, I've not seen. I've not seen anything. I'm, I'm pure, you know, purely saying, you know, he's obviously had to come over to New Zealand, spend a couple of weeks in um, managed quarantine before he, you know, he's been able to get out and see his 
um, see his dad who, but you know, there's not been a lot of press about it, but he, yeah. he's obviously got a, you know, a serious illness. So yeah, you've got to, you've got to at least ask the question, you know, is he going to get on the plane, do what he needs to do in terms of the, you know, the quarantine, um, I, you know, I believe he's been training, um, sort of, um, heard someone was in the same hotel as him, um, a, a, a sort of a friend of a friend who said, you know, he was running laps in the, you know, the, the exercise yard. <laughs> Um, sort of, you know, um, you know, prison compound style. Um, yeah, yeah. Hastings, he's not in prison. He's, he's just in a managed isolation facility. But um, yeah, so he, he's obviously, you know, taking care of himself as much as he can in that environment. Um, and look, a consummate professional as well. So if he, if he's on the plane, you know, I think he'll give us all to uh, to the Royals. And before we move on from them, it's worth mentioning from a New Zealand perspective, we've got Ish Sodi over there as a spin consultant, which will be yeah very interesting to see you know how that all works for him and a, a fantastic experience I'm sure uh, so yeah excited hopefully we'll get to talk to him one day about that that'll be great Raj you're next with the Royal Challengers Bangalore what have you got for us yes RCB so um I was actually very excited to talk about these guys today so they are the perennial underachievers uh they have been runners-up three times I think the last one was around 2016 but since then they haven't haven't really uh, achieved what what they they should be with the roster they've got um captained by the one and only virat Kohli and coached by simon kadich so yeah very very uh, exciting uh, season ahead for them i think so yeah we've got virat Kohli, ab de villiers and aaron finch sort of in that top order uh that that is a that is a very solid top order and and when we look at the all-rounders you've got moeen ali binksy's man uh and then when you look at the uh, wicket keepers patif patel is also there. Um, you know, I, I, he is getting a bit uh, long in the tooth there, but uh, I think he'll do a good job. Uh, and then th- this is kind of where we get to the the real strength of the RBC team. And when we've been talking about balance for a lot of these a lot of these teams, a lot of these players are actually Indian nationals and locals, so mm. they they've got they've got a real advantage there. So you've got Chahal, Washington Sunda, and Adam Zampa as their spin contingent. Uh, they're probably headlighting those. Uh, and then in the in the bowling department, you've got Yadav, Navdeep Saini, uh, Chris Morris, and Dale Stain as part of that um, pace bowling attack. So obviously on paper, this is a very, very strong team, guys. One thing I did want to point out, because I have been looking at the salaries of all these people, and I know it must be prorated and all, all that sort of thing, but what Aaron Finch's uh, salary, so Virat Kohli, you may have heard of him, he, he's, <laughs> he, he's getting paid 17 times as much as Aaron Finch. 17. 17 times as much as Aaron Finch in this tournament, according to Wikipedia anyway. Must be true then. (laughs) Yeah. So the local players to to watch, or I'll class this as the younger players, I've picked two. So one is uh, Washington Sunda. He he came here to New Zealand and got the two 2020s at the back end in January. Uh, He didn't didn't have much luck with the bat or the ball, Uh, but he's only 20, and he's a massive, massive uh, talent for the future in, in India. So I think that he'll be in a battle with Adam Zampa for that number one spinning spot. Uh, obviously, the fact that he is a local ta- talent will give him that uh, massive head start there. Chahal's awesome as well. Yeah, like exactly. Chahal. I mean, uh, it depends on what these pitches are going to be like and what they're going to see and how they're going to deteriorate throughout the... You'd think that they'd play at least one, if not both of those guys in just about every game in this That's side. The thing, yeah, it's, I feel like it's be quite tough for Zampa to, to get a game and, and maybe even on that reasoning... You know, Moeen might struggle because it, you know they can use their 
their balance in a much better way by choosing those two Indian guys. Mo just had a great T20 tournament oh, against yeah, Pakistan, though. I mean, he, he uh, has been much maligned for being out of form, but he looked really good in that innings. That I mean, Pakistan won that game, but he got them close, and he looked like he was just the turned ground. a corner. Oof. Yeah, and look, his his record actually in Abu Dhabi, Sharjah, and Dubai is is pretty good, and. He's one of these guys that can just take a spinner apart from ball one as well, you know, mm. um, when he's got that swing of the bat. So whilst I think, you know, and I'll come to Raj and ask him who his overseas players are, in, you know, in your in your starting 11, I wouldn't be at all surprised if, you know, regardless of whether he bowls a heap of overs, Moen Ali's not in there potentially um, as, a, as a batter, particularly when you've got, obviously, Coley as one of your local players um, as a clearly a, a very good batsman. Well, and, and yeah, you mentioned it. So you mentioned the two spinners there, Chahal and Sundar. But yeah, Saini, Siraj, Yadav, Dubey. Like they've got so many local players local. that can fill all these spots. Mm. I, I was, mm. yeah, they're... Their roster does stacked. AB keep wicket potentially, or do you think Part Partif does? Because that that gives you another option to balance, doesn't it? Exactly. I, th I think that depends a lot on whether he is he fit to do that because he's had the back problems. Mm. I saw his Insta or you know similar, and and he has got the keeping gear in the bag. So look, obviously, I'm sure he's not going to not take it, but. Um, he had a couple of pairs of gloves and, and some pads there. So and, and I believe Josh Philippe can keep wicket as well. So he's another guy that you haven't really talked about. He's kind of got lost behind those big names, but he's part of that squad. He might play and he could do well. So he was my second uh, local talent. I know he doesn't sound Indian. Um, <laughs> no, no, he, he's just one of those, one of, one of those, one of those uh, up-and-coming players that I think it's important to talk about. So he's he's just turned 23, Australian, Australian national. Uh, incredible batting talent, especially in white ball cricket. Uh, he had a breakout season last year. Uh, the BBL, he was man of the match in the in, in the, the grand final, final yeah. there. Yep. And he, I think he scored three out of three fifties out of those last four games or something along those lines. Uh, he, Bit he, of a Steve Smith lookalike. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't actually. You mean in technique or for? No, he's no, got no, lots no. of lot, lots of lots of mannerisms. There's and, lots and, going and on. And a bit of the. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of the looks as well. So he's actually in the Australian squad over in England at the moment. Yep. Uh, Bordy, do you have anything to to, to say about? Well, I think he might get a go. I mean, we talked about it in part one in the t in this weekend cricket. Alex Carey struggling a little bit. Josh Philippe, if he gets a go, I think will do a really good job. The only problem with Josh Philippe is he a top order player that will be forced to play in the middle order, probably in this side as well after A. B. Coley and Aaron Finch. So he probably won't bat at the top of the order. Um, he might get an opening gig, but if he does, he'll be he'll be really lucky in that side. If he gets a go, I think he's going to be great. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree with you, uh, Baldy. Uh, just as from a key player perspective, I think it's hard to look past uh, Virat Kohli as, as being a key player or the key player for, for RCB. The, the, the top order is, is such with Kohli, De Villiers and Finch that they can just bat teams out of a game mm. uh, in, a, in, a, in the 2020 format. Mm. Um, and then on top of that, you've got a number of bowlers there. All, all their fast bowlers have national, international caps. So they've got a great bowling lineup, a great batting lineup. lineup. It's amazing to think they haven't won this tournament, isn't it? Because they've had they've had a number of these guys for a long time, yeah. I just staggered when I when I saw that they'd never won. And and my, my prediction for them is that they're going to win this. Uh, I think it's hard to uh, hard to hard to look past them. I think they're very very strong. They just need to execute out on the field, like we all know they can. And just worth throwing out there, they came eighth last year, so there's a, you know a degree of confidence okay. there. It's all about momentum, Wingsy. It's all about momentum. So we've got 13 days for them to get a bit of that mo to, to leading into the the tournament. They're, they're a very strong side on paper. Oh, look, yeah. they, they absolutely are. Um, it's just such a shame that the game isn't played on paper. It's played <laughs> on grass. <laughs> hey. Give it your throat out there. Yeah. Yeah. Hear your Brian Clough reference. Well, Sunrisers, 
Who's got the sunrises? That's me. So the, I guess the big question for me, and, and possibly because this is uh, I'm a, a Black Caps fan, but but will there be room for Kane Williamson? Uh, and, and I guess it's this balance of the side stuff that we've sort of been talking about. We've got uh, Warner and Bearstow to uh, are almost locks there in, in Europe. I mean, Warner's the captain, obviously, but then Bearstow is such a, a damaging ODI player and, and limited overs player. I feel like he'll be there. You've got Rashid Khan, who's then your, your number one T20 bowler in the world. And I think it is worth mentioning here, the top two bowlers in the world, Afghanistanis, I think that's amazing. It's unbelievable, isn't I, it? I really think that's really cool. It's to think that you know, and and also how uh, well Nabi's been going in the in the CPL. Uh, it feels like a real missed opportunity that they didn't get to play this T Twenty World Cup. Um, I mean, those other two, Mujib and Rashid, will be there whenever it is again. But Nabi's getting you know getting on a little bit. But yeah, uh, amazing for them and, and amazing for sort of associate nations and and for them getting up to that. But I guess. Moving back to the Sunrisers, that's your th- th- those three. You feel like they'll be there every game. Mm. So, will will there be room for Kane Williamson? You've got uh, Mitchell Marsh is probably the one that he'll be competing with the most in in my eyes. You've got Nabi, who I did just mention, and then you've got Fabian Allen and Billy Stanlake, who probably are, are lower down in, in your ranks there. But it it all sort of leads to me. Uh, Pandy being such an important player for them, that and he's the local player who I think will be the cr- the crucial cog in whether these guys can uh, really perform. Because you've got Warner and Bearstow, who you know, spoiler alert, they're going to be my you know absolute key players for this tournament. They're going to they're going to win or lose this tournament on those two. That that opening partnership can can win them games. It can, they're mat- absolute match winners. Can but, I just throw a, a potential devil's advocate at you here with with Bearstow? Mm-hmm. So he's obviously English. I I, I, lo- I love watching him bat. And you've talked about the spinners there. So Nabi and and Rashid Khan. You've got a guy um, Saha who I would say is one of the best glovesmen that's played international cricket in the last um, sort of decade or so. And um, he's there for a reason, I, I think, and and that might be. Because there is a trade-off between that absolute blockbuster opening partnership and a guy who is going to take those those nicks and those stumpings well, off the keep... likes of Nabi and, and Rashid Khan. I, I don't know if he'll keep Bearstow. He's think, a good yeah. outfielder. Yeah, he's he, he's you know he's he. I don't I don't think that will play into it. But it's a good point. So I, you think he plays as a batter anyway, and uh, then I they think, maybe I try and get Sahar in there as a keeper? Okay. Quite possibly. I, I yeah. would be surprised. But I guess a, as openers. In T20 cricket, there are going to be times when Warner and Bearstow fail, and then they're going to be relying on. And if they don't, if they then don't pick Kane Williamson, who, you know, I think is is we've talked about him many times on here. He's so valuable in there because he can pace in innings. He can he can he knows what he can read the pitch. He can get you a good score. He can up it when he needs to. But if they're not going to play him, that middle order is going to be really really crucial. And Pandy, we saw him come over here in the Indian side. And didn't I mean he didn't really get a huge amount of opportunities because Aya kind of stole the show. Aya and Rahul kind of stole the show for them, and, and there wasn't really much opportunity for him. But yeah, you know, you throw in someone like uh, him, uh, and you know, so maybe someone like Priyam Garg or um, Vijay Shankar. Some of those local players are really going to have to step up because these big names, when they're batsmen, it 
they can just get ducks, you know, and it, it's not like a bowler who more than likely is going to do a good job for you. These batsmen, they're, and they're so explosive and they're so crucial to, to the way a T20 game is. If they fail, it's going to be all on these. On the flip side, that's why I think they can win and, and have a real shot at this tournament because, you know, you've touched on guys like Rohit, you've touched on uh, Coley, AB. You've got two, two guys here in Warner and Bairstow that can just go out and get 150 partnership and, and the game's over, you know, and they can do it in 12 overs. They can do it in, yeah, they could they could get some massive scores here. As much as, yeah, you know, he said it with Smith, as much as we like to, to have a go at David Warner, he is a real match winner. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that's not even withstanding Rashid Khan, who Mike Cussey said is, well, he'd okay, pick him yeah. as their number one draft pick and out of the whole IPL. Are, are you worried about the depth in the bowling department? I know the batting is really good, but I'm, I'm just looking through that list. I see Billy Stanlake has been uh, downgraded to a right arm medium fast, <laughs> uh, bowling 150Ks, uh, but there's not really much there. I mean, you've got, you've got Papishwa, Vivaneshwa Kumar there, uh, but, you know, he's... The pace he bowls, he has to get it right, otherwise it's slappable. Yeah. No, um, him and him and Rashid are going to be their two crucial bowlers to me. And and I think if they if these guys win and, and make it to the playoffs in this tournament, it's going to be on the back of their batting. I, I completely agree with you that their bowling is their weak point. But because they have so much power in that top order, if they can perform, you know, they, they, they're right, right in the mix for the playoffs. The, the, the other thing that's probably slightly worrying is I'm, I'm just looking at the, the roster here with the support staff. It looks as if there's a vacancy for their yoga instructor. So it's, oh, it's a that bl- is concerning. It's a blank. So, you know, they've got their performance analyst, physical trainer, but missing their, their yoga instructor apparently. Well, yeah, maybe Warner can hook something up on TikTok. Well, uh, well, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's why he's been, been, been drafted in. But, um, yeah, him doing it would really be a stretch, I think. Can't believe none of you have got that. That would be a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. So uh, I think we can all agree that they're going to struggle. Well, having said you know, having said that, I, I I do think that they probably just missed the playoffs. I think they'll be one of those fringe sides. Actually, I think they'll be a side that is very close if those two guys perform at the top of the order. If Kane can can get in the mix there and get and you know if they go with Kane, Rashid Khan, Warner, Bairstow, and just those top three batters perform. You know, these guys won in 2018 and Warner and Kane performed incredibly well in that in that tournament. If those guys can do that again, they can be right up there for sure. But it, it's all going to come down to that. And if they don't, I don't think they have the depth there to, to really win enough games. So the Sunrisers wraps up the round table. We'll be back after the swish um, to pick our winners. So guys, we've chatted about the eight teams. We've all picked two arbitrarily and and figured out um, a little bit of a way to kind of cover all the runners and riders but now this is where the rubber hits the road so who's actually going to make the playoffs so we went into the format earlier on uh, one and two play three and four play and then the loser of one and two plays the winner of three and four for a place in the final 100 percent. so who are our who are our four Uh, have we got any locks it Uh, sounded pretty much like um i think we throw rcb out there as as a playoff side I, i mean you know, you just said they finished eighth last year, but I would be staggered with that roster if they finish eighth this year. Yeah, I have them as a lock. Yeah, I think they're a playoff lock. lock. Yeah, we can we can lock them in. I'd like to lock Mumbai in. I think Mumbai are going to be in the playoffs this year. I have them in the final, but I think they're definitely going to be in that top four somewhere. They're in my top four. My top four. Yep. Yep. Lock. Okay, let's lock them in. Do we have any other contenders for the top four? 
I want to throw out my CSK. Yep. I, I think they'll be there. Uh, yeah, no, we previous winners, and we, we've touched on, uh, as I said, I think Rayner missing out it is a bit of a, a blow for them, but yeah, such experience and, and you know, such a good outfit in, in a number of areas. I, I think they, they are there. I have and, them in my top four. And they're as well. one of those teams with the good balance as well. Yep. Um, so yeah, plenty of local and... talent. Yep. I have them in the top four as well. Look, I think the Knight Riders are there. Um, they've got obviously McCullum at the helm. Pat Cummins, Narine, Andre Russell, as well as a pretty decent English contingent in Owen Morgan um, and Tom Banton as well. So I want to throw their hat in the ring, but I'm sure I'm going to get a little bit of pushback. No, I've got them in my top four as well. I don't have them in my top four. Yep, I don't have them in mine either. And and the team that I have replacing them is the Delhi Capitals. I, I really feel, I mean, that, that young core, Indian core, just fizzes me up. Eh? I, 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 Sharash, Sharash Iyer, I thought he was so impressive here, and yeah, I, I, I think he can he can transform that team, and, and I I would love to see them make it and, and perform well. I so, have them fifth, yeah. Yeah, so I've got them fourth, and it's not just because I can see Stu's notes, but um, <laughs> no, I really like this side, so I've got them in there, and they're fourth for me. So I mean that that's probably our five, as it sounds like we've come to some sort of consensus there on on who we think is uh, the the real challenges. Mm. Who do we who do we think can actually who do you think actually wins this tournament? Yeah, so for me and and look, I guess I'll, I'll go first for the simple reason that I agree with you on the Capitals. I actually have the Capitals as my um, winners. I, I don't necessarily agree um, with the picks that you've got for the top four, but I think that they're going to take it away. And I, for me, that is because they've got, um, as you say, that Indian contingent, which I think is re- going to be really really important, um, particularly because they're probably the guys who've got the had the ability to prep together as a group leading into the tournament. Overseas players obviously join them, so I think that they will have that core. And I think they've got Ricky Ponting, and I don't think you can underestimate um, how much of an influence he's going to have on that side. So, um, yeah, that's, for me, the the, the the Capitals need Daredevils. Yeah, for, for me, I've got, um, in, in the final anyway, the two finalists, I've got the uh, Mumbai Indians and uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore. I think RCB will win it. Uh, but uh, with, with Mumbai Indians... Uh, I, I think they've got a really, really strong squad and they've won it so many times. And and a lot of that, that core is still the same. Uh, but I think that this is the RCB's year. Their roster's stacked. They're not playing any other cricket. There's no distractions. They're not even in India. They're just they're gonna they're gonna be, you know, focused, rubber on the road. They're gonna they're gonna win it. I think Mumbai are gonna win. And I think they'll play Royal Challengers Bangalore in the final. The reason I think that Mumbai are going to win is because I think Mumbai have a better spin attack than Royal Challengers Bangalore do. And I think they've got the economy and that ability to strangle sides for eight overs out of the 20 that in a tight game will be the difference maker for them. I really like Royal Challengers Bangalore's side. I really like CSK's side. I think Delhi are going to be a real dark horse for the tournament, a real kind of smoky. You don't know what they're going to be capable of. But I think in a tournament like this, it's long enough that the cream is going to rise to the top, and I think that is RCB and my Mumbai Indians. So on my sheet here, I've got RCB at one and Delhi Capitals two. But given the, that you've all chosen different ones, CSK, I'm, is, who is the third on my list? I, I'm going to go with them. Uh, for all the reasons I outlined in the, the first preview that we did, it's just such an experienced side. And, you know, you get to those final games. I think, as we've touched on, I think those guys will be there at the, at the business end of the tournament. And 
there's there's nothing like being in that mold. You know, you think of the NRL, someone like Melbourne, Melbourne Storm. Those guys just they know how to win when it's when it's nut crunch time. You know, and I think CSK will be there. Donny, what a way you know what a way it would be for Donny. Uh, I know he's not retiring from from the game, but after just announcing his international retirement, to come out and show that he's still absolutely at the the top echelon of of cricketers. Let's go with CSK. And you look at that team, you're right, Donny, Jadeja, Bravo. They're guys who've got a bit of clutch about them. Yep. You know, when the moment's there, that they step up. So yep, yeah, absolutely. it's not a bad choice. Well, look, I guess that kind of wraps up our IPL preview number two. Um, other betting sites are available, but TAB has got uh, the Mumbai Indians at $5, the Super Kings at $5.50, Delhi Capitals at $5.50, Sunrisers Hyderabad at five fifty. The rest of the field at sevens um, and, and and greater. Wow. So, so RCB, what are you getting for yeah. RCB? So well, R- you can get some money RCB. You getting eight dollars? Yep, wow. uh, and you get eight dollars on bet three six five as well. Yeah, the Knight Riders, you're getting sevens. Uh, Royals nine and the Kings Punjab bringing up the field with uh, tens. So. Um, somebody's wrong, um, whether it's uh, <laughs> whether it's us or the TAB, or or maybe uh, maybe both of us. But one thing is that uh, the Mumbai Indians are the favourites at the TAB, and um, we've said that they're going to make the final um, pretty unequivocally here. So um, we're going to have to stay tuned, aren't we? Tenth of November is the final tournament kicks off on the nineteenth. A lot of cricket to go on before then as well. We'll have the conclusion of the England Australia T Twenty series. We've got the Vitality Blast going on in England as well. And, of course, the Caribbean Premier League. So yep, And the White Ferns over in, over in Australia. Yep. Uh, yeah, lots, lots of stuff going on, which is great. Yeah. So stay tuned to the podcast feed. We've got news, views and interviews um, coming up. This is the second of our IPL um, preview show. So go back in the feed to listen to episode one. Make sure you listen to Jimmy Pamant, Shane Bond, who are inside that Mumbai Indians camp. We've also got... Mike Hussey from the Chennai Super Kings Lockie camp. Ferguson. Lockie Ferguson. So the stars keep coming on the Top Order podcast. It back into the feed. Thanks very much for listening and we will see you very, very soon.